Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, August 4th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopley. All right. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? What's going on? Oh, boy. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to cover. We had a really uh, spirited, spirited show yesterday. Yesterday, we had a really spirited show. Um, well, we talked about everything from the the uh, the mandates, the vaccine mandates, monkeypox to Ukraine. Uh, we talked about a lot. We talked about a lot. But tonight, I think I want to talk about. Well, I, I want to start with what I I have, I have. I have an audio to play for you from Ron DeSantis, and I'll play that shortly as soon as I can cue it up. But it's Ron DeSantis talking about. Um, when he knew that the quote unquote COVID experts were full of crap, the moment he knew that the COVID quote unquote experts were full of crap. So I'll play that in a, in a little bit. I'll play Ron DeSantis in a little bit. But what I really wanted to start with was, <clears throat> um, this snowflakes that we're creating in the society from top to bottom. Now we talk about young people not being able to deal with things the way they used to. I think that I think it can get really dark too when you talk about all these young shooters and all these 18 to 20 year old shooters that we didn't have 15, 20, 25 years ago, even though we had these guns available. We had these weapons of men 15, 20 years ago, but we didn't see these kinds of shootings that we're seeing now. And I think part of it is that young people, I think there's a lot of elements to it. I think what part of it is those young people just cannot deal with things the way they used to. They can't deal with disappointment the way they used to. And now there's this acting out. There's this selfish acting out when you don't get what you want. But it really has extended to many different aspects of society, this snowflake-ism. I'll make up a word, snowflake-ism. And I really noticed it recently. You know, I, I'm, I'm a sports fan, and I'm into baseball, and the baseball trading deadline just passed. And uh, there's a player named Joey Gallo. Not, no, not the, not the notorious gangster. But Joey Gallo, the baseball player, who was traded from the New York Yankees to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, the Yankees acquired Joey Gallo at the trading deadline last year in 2021. So he's been a Yankee for about a year, the second half of last year and the first half of this year. I believe he had about 501 at-bats. Joey Gallo has the worst batting average ever for a Yankee with 500-plus at-bats. It was like 159. Now, this is a guy who, before he came to the Yankees, played on the Texas Rangers, was a pretty good player. Never a great hitter, never like a 300-plus hitter, but he would hit 250, 280. He had a lot of home runs, drive-in runs, and he was very productive. So the Yankees got him and very good defensively. Now, for some reason, he's one of those players that just could not perform in New York. It's not just Joey Gallo. There have been many that have come before him. Some people thrive under the pressure of New York. Some people wilt under the pressure of New York. Anyway, it just didn't work out for Joey Gallo. So the Yankees decided to trade him to the Dodgers. And after he was traded, Joey Gallo made this statement about how, oh, he, he was booed by the fans and the fans made him, didn't feel, made him feel unwelcome and he was so saddened by the way the fans made him feel. Now, this is a guy who was making $10 million this year. The Yankees gave him a, a, a year, a one-year $10 million contract this year. Okay? And he did gots. He hit like 159. Okay? Terrible. Struck out, I don't know, 100 times. It's ridiculous. His strikeout ratio was like he struck out almost basically half of his at-bats. 
or uh, maybe 40% of his at-bats. And here he is complaining, a guy making $10 million a year, $10 million a year, complaining that the fans booed him and the fans didn't make him feel welcome. And I'm very happy that Michael Kay, who does the play-by-play for the Yankees on the Yes Network, said, you know, this is nonsense. The fans didn't just boo you out of nowhere. They didn't boo you because they didn't like your face when you got here. If you hit, if you produced, the fans wouldn't have booed you. They booed you because you were a failure. You, making $10 million, was, was a failure. And that's why the New York fans booed you. And I thought to myself, my God, this guy's making $10 million. He's a professional athlete, and he's complaining that the fans booed him and made him feel bad. I never heard a player say that in the past. I know, if you go back 15, 20 years, I, I would never hear a player saying that the fans made him feel bad. The fans made him feel bad, and he needs a fresh start somewhere else. And I, I thought to myself, what is going on here? I mean, <clears throat> talk, we talk about selfishness or people who are just out of touch. You know, I feel bad for people who can't put food on their uh, table for their families, who can't pay their rent, who are struggling to, to find jobs. Those are the people I feel bad for. I do not feel bad for a multimillionaire making $10 million complaining that the fans who pay these exorbitant ticket prices to go see this guy paying his salary booed him. And on top of that, I'm also seeing all these players all of a sudden who, when they're traded from one team to another, have to put this maudlin thing on Facebook and Twitter about, oh, they're so sad they're leaving this family that they love. You've never heard this before in the past. It's a friggin' business. You've never heard players in the past having to complain, having to cry on social media about how, how distraught they are that they're leaving Milwaukee for Chicago or St. Louis for New York. Give me a break. Truly give me a break. If you want to say so long to your teammates, give your teammates a hug, yeah, great. But don't advertise to the world how sad you are and write this maudlin speech. I mean, it's gotten to the point where this is getting ridiculous now. It's getting ridiculous. And no, it's not like I don't have, I don't, I don't think people who make a lot of money have feelings. No, I know people have feelings. No matter how much money they make, they're still human beings. Celebrities and athletes like to say that all the time. You know, we're human beings. We're human beings. Even though we make $80 million a week, we're human. Okay, I get it. Human beings. I understand. But I'm tired of this where the tears and the feelings should be saved for people who deserve them, for people who are, are struggling. For the guy who has a family of four, a family of five, and drives a bus, and is trying to make a living, and loses his job, people get evicted, they become homeless, people can't find baby formula. This is, I feel bad for these people. And yet, who, who are complaining? Who, who, do we, who do we talk about all the time? And the celebrities, right? The millionaires, the athletes. That's who gets all of the media. And there are people actually defending people like Joey Gallo. They're defending him. They're saying, oh, you have to feel bad for him. It's so mean. It's so mean to not feel bad for him. A buffangul is so mean. Give me a break. You're making... In what aspect of life, outside of this fantasy world of sports, can you fail so miserably at your job and keep it, not just keep it, but get paid $10 million for it? Remember, if these players are traded or cut, they still get their money for their contracts. Same with managers, same with coaches. 
So if you have a three-year contract and you're making $15 million a year and your team cuts you, you make that $45 million regardless of if you play or not. What job in life, what normal job in life do people have that kind of a safety net? What normal job in life? If someone's even making $80,000, if they lose their job, they got to get paid the $80,000. Nowhere. They don't have to lose their money. They lose their health insurance. So you know what? Give me a break for not feeling bad for multimillionaires like Joey Gallo and other athletes because the fans made them feel so uncomfortable because they didn't do their job and they're making $10 million a year and these fans are spending $100 to see the game. These fans are making $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year. Of course they're going to boo you and they should boo you. They should boo you. It's this kind of mentality that's really bugging me. And it's becoming more and more prevalent now. Not only is it becoming more and more prevalent to be this snowflake, to be this melty snowflake, but it's becoming more and more prevalent to defend these people and to, and to, and to criticize people like myself and Michael Kay for pointing out that these people are ridiculous in what they're saying, that they're being very selfish, that they're, that they're out of touch with reality, that if you did your job, you wouldn't be booed. Okay, you notice the fans don't boo Aaron Judge; they cheer Aaron Judge. Why? Because he does his job. Okay, because he does his job. Fans don't boo Pete Alonso on the Mets; they cheer Pete Alonso. Why? Because he's doing his job. If those guys didn't do their job, they would get booed also. I like the athletes who say I deserve to be booed when I do a shitty job. Sometimes you hear from those people; they're becoming less and less popular now. But you hear from those people, you know, who say, "You know, I should be booed. I boo myself." That's what I like when an athlete takes responsibility and says, I'd boo myself. I'd boo if I were a fan. Damn straight. Damn straight. And I'm really tired of people coming to the defense of these guys. These bleeding heart leftists in sports have become so, it's it's, it's taken over sports. And I've talked about this before, that sports are the reasons why we got lockdowns. People say, what do you mean, Mike, sports are the reasons why? Well, because sports, if you remember in March of 2020, the woke, the woke sports organizations all stopped playing. It was, it was baseball. It was hockey. It was basketball. Okay. That canceled their seasons or suspended their seasons before there were any other actual lockdowns. All the other lockdowns followed that. They followed the lead of, of sports, which immediately went into fear and hysteria mode and stop their seasons. Okay? So it was this feckless ownership, it was the feckless leadership, the commissioners in those sports and the owners who caused this ripple effect of locking everything down because people said, well, if these athletes aren't going to play, if sports is going to stop, if there's not going to be any baseball, we have to close all these other businesses as well. We have to close the schools. So it's this incredible... It's... It, People talk about toxic masculinity. We need more masculinity. It's this loss of masculinity, I think, is what it really comes down to. It's more than just a snowflake thing. It's, a, it's like this loss of masculinity where we have to condemn masculinity now. And it, 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 it took over sports. It simply took over sports and has taken over our culture now where masculinity is bad. We're showing some kind of strength, right? Showing some kind of strength and courage. And strength of character is bad. That's toxic masculinity. No, get on your knees and cry and beg the fans to forgive you. Beg the people to forgive you.
I think it's just sad. I really do. I think it's just sad. It really is. And it was that con- that was that was that weakness that led to lockdowns. It was that weakness that led to the mindset of we have to close everything. We have to be very, very scared. Instead of sports, what they could have done is shown some strength and courage and true masculinity and not shut down. Okay, they could have not shut down. They could have kept going. And believe me, if sports in 2020 had kept going, there would not have been any other lockdowns because people would have said if they can still work, we can still work. If they can still do their job and earn a living, we can still do our job and earn a living. And the sports writers, broadcasters, they're all, they've all become lefty lunatics. They've become lefty lunatics who beg for lockdowns and beg for masks. I hear it all the time when I'm watching a game. They don't criticize the lockdowns at all. They don't criticize the mask wearing. They're making fans wear masks. They never criticized it when they were doing those stupid things with those cardboard cutout people in the stands. They never criticized it. They thought it was cute and funny. It wasn't cute and funny. It was sick and pathetic. It was sick and it was pathetic. And these woke broadcasters and woke sports writers are the worst of the worst. They are the worst of the worst. And it's part of this loss of masculinity. We have to show our feminine side, which supposedly to them, which is really a slap in the face to women, shows weakness or something. I don't think femininity has to mean weakness, but to these people it does. We have to show our, our, our masculinity is so toxic. We have to show our weak feminine side. And that's what they're doing, basically. Without saying it, that's what they're doing. So this has to end. I mean, this whole part of this culture that we're in, it has to end. It has to end. And then you get Joe Biden, who now announces a state of emergency. The country is in this another state. Of, we're in a state of emergency, constant state of emergency, because of monkeypox, which has not killed one person in this country. We've, we've gone through this before. How many people every year does flu kill? Do we have a state of emergency for flu every year? What about, have we ever had a state of emergency for a particularly bad flu season that kills more people than, than average? No, of course not. But now we're in this constant state of emergency. Now, Joe Biden and the Democrats love doing this because they can, once again, we've talked about this now. They know it gives them control. They just did it for COVID and they'll do it now. They'll do it for everything they want. They'll do it for COVID. They'll do it for monkeypox. They'll do it for flu now. They'll do it for uh, wildfires. They'll do it for climate change. Everything's a state of emergency. Everything is a fucking state of emergency so they can have control over us. Not only can they have control over us, but the state of emergency for monkeypox, it just increases the vaccine rollout. That's what they're doing. Joe Biden has been a, a, a big pharma whore or pimp, whatever you want to call him, for 50 years now. So now the state of emergency for monkeypox will once again put more money in the pockets of big pharma when most people don't need the monkeypox vaccination, just like most people didn't need the shitty COVID vaccination. I certainly hope these monkeypox vaccinations actually work because Joe Biden's had COVID three fucking times in the last three weeks now with his four jabs and his supposed treatment that he got. I certainly hope people who get this monkeypox vaccine aren't going to get monkeypox seven times. That I hope, but I have no faith in Big Farm anymore. I have no faith in these vaccines. And now we're seeing Moderna wants to produce a a monkeypox vaccine that's similar to the COVID vaccines using MNRA technology. Are they kidding me? Hey, what can go wrong? 
Because the COVID vaccines have been so effective. They've done exactly what Big Pharma said they would do, right? And is, and is that saying there's something wrong with the current smallpox slash monkeypox vaccine? There needs to be a new one developed? So how long is that going to take? Does that mean we're going to be doing monkeypox in the next four years? This is it. This is Big Pharma has got their cash cow, and the name is the Democratic Party and Joe Biden. This is Big Pharma's cash cow. That's why Joe Biden declared a state of emergency, to increase the vaccine rollout, put more money into it, put more money in the pockets of Big Pharma, make people think they all got to get it. You see, make Americans think, oh, no, here we go again. Fear, hysteria, emergency. We got to get this vaccine. We got to get it. Put more money in the pockets of Big Pharma. That's the only reason why Joe Biden and the Democrats are doing this. You notice that at least up as I speak to you right now, I don't think any Republican governor has done this, right? I don't think any Republican mayor has done this. In fact, I'm going to play a tape, a tape, a little clip of Ron DeSantis talking about when the moment he knew, this is brilliant. This is why Ron DeSantis needs to be president, Okay. Sorry to all you Trump people out there. This is why Ron DeSantis needs to be president. This is the moment Ron DeSantis knew that Big Pharma and the experts were totally full of shit when it comes to COVID. And I'm going to cue this up. I think I think you really need to hear this because this is the best. You won't hear any other politician, Republican or Democrat, Republican or Democrat, talking about this. Okay. If I can find it, but this is, but we've seen Ron DeSantis do this throughout the last two and a half years. He's the only one, him and maybe Rand Paul a little bit. As far as the governors go, it's been only Ron DeSantis, and as far as the senators go, it's been only Rand Paul who have talked out about these COVID regulations and re- these ridiculous mandates and the lockdowns and all of the harm, all of the harm and the devastation and the devastation they've caused. And of course, now with this monkeypox, you know that Joe Biden and Democrats want to do it all over again, want to do it all. Believe me, if if and I'll get I'll get to call soon. Why can't I find this damn? I'm going. You know what? I have so much on my Twitter feed. You know, I I I, I favorite things and I retweet things simply so so I can have them to play for you guys. Oh, here we go. Okay, here's Ron DeSantis. Okay, let me get this going. Let me get this going. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can cue it up for you. I'll take calls shortly after. Let's see if this works. Hopefully this works. They would shame people for even leaving their house in April, May 2020. And you can't do it. And so some people wanted to bury loved ones. They wanted to do this. And the, the argument people were making is, well, wait a minute. I can look at the risk of COVID. And it's something that I, I'm willing to accept because these things mean more to me to be able to bury a loved one or to be able to do things with my family. And, and the public health uh, established, oh, no, no, you can't make that kind of cost-benefit analysis. Then when the George Floyd riots were happening, they actually wrote a letter with thousands of these people signing it saying, we do not believe that rioting and protesting is a, is uh, bad for COVID, that you can do it. Go ahead. Because we think it's so important that you have to do it. And then they say, but this doesn't mean we support all protests. If you're protesting lockdown policies or other things, then you can't do that. And that's when I knew these people are a bunch of frauds. I mean, how ridiculous. How great is that? How great is that's truly speaking truth to power. 
truly speaking truth to power, and many of us are talking about this, but it's good to hear an actual governor of a state of 21 million people talking about it, that they said you couldn't even visit your grandmother or grandfather. Remember, they had the Sturgis rally. They said they were a bunch of super spreaders. Yet when it came to the George Floyd protests in the summer of 2020, all these grotesque individuals, that was fine. Thousands of them spitting on top of each other, screaming and yelling into megaphones. No, there's no COVID spread there. But then he's right. If you wanted to protest the COVID lockdowns and regulations, they said, no, you're spreading COVID. He's 100 percent right. And that's how he knew and the rest of us knew how full of shit experts like Fauci were and Democrats like Biden and Newsom and Kathy Hochul and Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo, for that matter, and Justin Trudeau. Liberals like Justin Trudeau in Canada were and are full of shit. And Biden is once again full of shit. And Ron DeSantis just said yesterday that Florida is not going to be doing any of this fear and hysteria stuff over monkeypops. Certainly not. So there'll be no lockdown, no changes, no masking, no nothing, no vaccine rollout. Go to your doctor if you want a, a, a smallpox or monkeypox shot. The way we do it in a normal fucking society. Go to your doctor, get your blood work done, and get all your vaccines if you want. That's it. I'm going to go. Hey, I think we have Texas on the line. Hold on. Let me see if this is tech. Hold on. I feel like Larry King now. Texas, are you there? Yo. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's going? It's going good. It's it's, it's it's going good. Um, yeah. Uh, it was like a whole lot that you said. Hello? Did you drop off? No, 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 no. Only, only, oh, only, only, only thing that I'm, that I'm dropping off is like a child that I don't even know that's mine. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh, I was I was just trying to just like recollect, or like just uh, yeah, yeah. So what it was that 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 like you were saying? Well, I'm just talking about this this constant state of emergency that the Democrats want to put us in, and that Biden's put us in again now with with uh, with the vaccine with monkeypox. Just as once again, just to put more money in big farmers' pocket, you know, just so everyone thinks they have to get the monkeypox vaccination. And of course, there has not been one. There's not been one monkeypox death in this country, and tens of thousands of people supposedly have it now. And there hasn't been one death, and yet he's calling a state of emergency. Once again, I've talked about this before, Texas. They're just striking while the iron is hot. While people are in this constant state of fear and hysteria and worry, and, and, the, vaccine, and, the, and the vaccine industry is hot, big farmers hot with the vaccines, they're just striking when the iron's hot, putting more money in the pockets of his friends. That's what Man, that shit sounds like, like it, it. It sounds like somebody that I was, and unfortunately, that person never came through. So this is the reason why I will like go up on the rent. Like you are going to, like just like yeah. So it's, it's yeah. So it's like fools go or whatever to come through if like if that makes any sense to you yeah well it, it is fool's gold it is total fool's gold i mean look <clears throat> the whole idea of of this state of emergency thing is it was supposed to be reserved really for, for like real states of emergency in other words a real emergency right a real emergency is like your house is on fire right your house is on fire that's a real emergency in the moment it's imminent you must get out Right. The fight department must show up or your house is going to burn down. OK, uh, 
someone is someone's in your store someone's in your store pointing a gun at you that's a real state of emergency a cop needs to show up you need help your your life is in danger at that moment um maybe wildfires that are going crazy where the homes are burning you're getting 30 40 50 homes burning and the wildfires are, are heading towards another town where there are 30,000 homes and that's an emergency what the democrats have done is they've bastardized this where anything anything they can use it for to one take control and take away your freedoms and two put more money in the pockets of big pharma that's what they're going to do now that's what they're going to do they know they've got people on the edge of their seats, basically, you know, they, it's like a horror movie. You're watching a suspense film. They got you on the edge of your seat and they know they've got you now. So they're going to keep this going. And you can you know that behind the scenes, Joe Biden and Democrats like Gavin Newsom are taking calls from their friends in Big Pharma saying, you got to get on this. You know, we got we, we, we still got some money to be made here. And we still got an attentive audience, so let's get on this. And they just listen to them because they're whores, and they've taken money from big pharma their whole lives, and their friends are in big pharma, and they want to make their friends richer, and in turn, their friends will make them richer. Joe Biden's a true scumbag. We see this. Come on, we, his son's a, a his son's a low life. We know he's lied. He's taken money from his son's business with Ukraine. We know that he's the big guy. He's taken ten percent for everything. And yet, what really bugs me, Texas, is that the left goes after Donald Trump. The left goes after Donald Trump for every little thing. And yet when, when something like this happens, when we know Joe Biden's a crook, when we know his son's a scumbag, there's no one talks about it. And if this was Donald Trump's son, if it was Don Trump Jr., Eric Trump, you would not hear the end of it. You wouldn't hear the end of it as far as their personal life goes, and they would blame the father, Donald Trump, for their son's problems. And they would say that Donald Trump is, t- is the big guy taking 10% from their son's Ukraine business. So we know that. We know that de- the liberal media would not let it go. It would be constant. Trump would be impeached a third, a fourth, and fifth time. Yet because it's Joe Biden and 90% of the media is left wing and owned by the DNC, you don't hear a word from it. And I'm really totally it's, tired it's, of yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry I'm 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 sorry like like no, I know I'm tired, like, I'm tired of the double standards man I'm tired of the hypocrisy Yo like 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 this like this definitely sounds like shit like I mean you give me ideas right to be to to be even more creative so I'm gonna talk to you and okay, all right all right all right so okay <clears throat> what's your setting? Say again? No, I was I was asking. I was like, "What's your setting?" What do you mean? Like, like, what's your setting? What What do you mean by setting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got to understand, like, so like the position that you're in, you give the listeners plenty of ideas. Right to talk to somebody else about. So right. it's the reason why, like, you are so important. So this, important. so 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 this can definitely like go back to like Democrats, Republicans, and everything else because it's always going to give you ideas when you mm-hmm. talk to the next person. Yeah, of course. Don't, you, don't yeah. you ever know like what it's like to keep a motherfucker confused? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, okay. Boom. So. Right now, like how, like, like how I'm feeling, like I'm confused. I can go on for days, you know why? Because I am confused. But what are you, so, what are you confused about? 
I'm confused about the conversation. Not trying to make you okay. You know what? You know what? I I, I should have came up on here and said, "Can I make you feel uncomfortable?" Of course. Okay. Boom. So yeah, I feel confused. So with that type of uh, with that with, with that type of a um comeback or approach, it's gonna always like develop you creating like a special conversation with somebody else. So. If that makes any kind of sense, because it, it makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Well, I, I don't know what you're confused about, though. If you could be more specific, I'm about, confused about I'm confused about things that I cannot control. Of course. Well, this, I'm not saying any of us can control this. We can complain about it. We can vote differently about it. You know, we can we can we can uh, we can write to our. You know, they would say write to your congressperson, write to your senator. I don't think I think that's garbage. I don't think they listen. In fact, usually some intern will will you know read the letters and discard them. I think that's all nonsense. Read the emails and delete them. But I think, you know, there are a couple of different avenues. There's protests, there's, there's, there's voting, there's, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, public, um, uh, you know, demonstration. There's a lot of stuff we can do. People do podcasts, right? I did, this is, look, this is what I chose to do, right? I chose to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. That This is the way I deal with it, right? This is the mm-hmm. way I deal with it. This is the way I deal with the confusion, as you call it. I, I understand what you're talking about now. And this is the way I choose to deal with it, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the way I choose to make myself less confused and to be able to categorize things and talk about things and get things off my chest. Now, when it comes to what you can do, um, I want to be selfish. You can listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you can call in and you can listen. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's almost like, like the real narcissist are the people that's up on the podcast? Well, I, I think I think there's narcissism with everything that's public. I think if you're if you're an actor, there's narcissism. I think if you're a politician, there's narcissism. I think if you're on the radio, there's narcissism. If you're on TV, there's narcissism. I think there's an, I think you cannot take that out of anything. I think it, it, Obama actually said that. I remember Barack Obama saying, "Anyone that does what he does, when you run, anyone who runs for like president of the United States, has to have some kind of narcissism." There's some kind of not necessarily unhealthy narcissism, but there's got to be some kind of narcissism in order to do something like that, in order to want to, to put yourself on display like that. You know, you, you want people to listen to you, right? You want people to listen to your ideas. You want to be able to, in a way, when you're that powerful, tell people what to do, right? Mm. And, and, and actually have people do what you want them to do. But there's got to be a healthy aspect to that. I think we've gotten to the point now where Democrats are in this unhealthy area of not narcissism. I think it's more like, I think they're more like sociopaths. I think someone like Gavin Newsom. Okay. So like, so, so like if a female were to hit me up right now and say, and say, okay, so how can I get somebody to call me? (laughs) How can I get a female to call me? (laughs) Is, Is that what you need right now? Yeah. Yeah. Do you I really think need- I, I I think that's like what we all need. Really? Yeah. I think some people. Yeah, I think some people more than others, man. I think some people need that more than others. I thought about that the other day, actually. I thought about uh, people who actually there are people out there who actually need that, right? They need that constant companionship. They need it. They need it. They need someone in their lives all the time. They need to live with someone. They need to be with someone. I don't think everyone is like that. I think I think okay. there are different. Le- I think there are okay. different levels, okay. man. I think there are different okay. levels. Are 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 so like are are you married? 
No, I'm single. Okay, all right, boom, boom, boom. All right, boom, boom, boom. When was the last time you been to go today? Because, but, look, look, like, like, listen, like, you learned about government the moment when you learned about your mama. <laughs> Pretty much, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Okay, 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 so, so now it's like, I'm trying to get this particular female to call me. So, so, so there's actually a woman right now who you are trying to get to call you. Yeah, but it's like, I'm trying to find out the right words to say. Wait a minute, but how do you, uh, when you say get, uh, okay, when you say get someone to call you, what does that mean? How do you get somebody to listen to you? Well, that's a good question, man. I mean, how do you get someone to, <laughs> how do you get someone to listen to you? You, you mm-hmm. get a conversation. All right, all right, all right. So, like, would I be wrong if I were to text you and, and, and just say, can you call me? What's wrong with that? All right, all right, all right. Hold on. I swear to God, bro. I'm finna tell her that. Can you call me? <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> my advice now is like, you, what do you, am I, am I, this is like, what is it, Doctor? Remember Dr. Ruth? She would give like, I text. mean, I mean, I mean, like, it could be Dr. Ruth, Ruth, Beard, uh, Bay Ruth, all of them. <laughs> well, Dr. <laughs> Ruth would give sex advice, you know. She I'm tell trying people. to. I'm trying to reproduce. You know, Doctor Ruth was this was this like old, little old, shriveled up woman, and she would tell she would tell people she would give people. I thought that was hilarious. She would mm. give people sex advice. You know, which I think that was her. I think that's what made her so popular, right? It was like little old lady giving people sex advice. I mean, I mean, look, look, like, like, like she got something that I ain't got, which is like a big old ass. So it's like her confidence is like shooting through the roof. So, you talk, you're talking about her or Dr. Ruth? This girl or Dr. Ruth? Which one are you talking about? Hold on, wait. <laughs> no, right, but so, this yeah, what I'm so saying. I, I think, I'm going to be like, I'm listening, I'm listening. Texas, I think honesty is the best policy. I think if you're feeling a certain way, you should tell someone that. And if they can't deal with that, that's their problem. All right, so look, boom. I just I just texted her and, and just said, can I call you? Yeah. Okay. So I just gonna, feel like the main thing with like... You're going to give me updates on this? you can give me updates on this? What the fuck? Hell yeah. This is the whole reason why I'm, I'm like, I'm like acting like oh, she's, it, it's, it's loud in here. What the fuck? Okay. Now, I just do a disclaimer. I am not okay, a, all right, all right, I am all right, not a all relationship all right, all right, expert. So- any advice you take is on your own and your own responsibility. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. I have to, I have to do it legally, I guess. You're Maybe. not married. I'm not married. I'm not dealing with like no female. So it's like, yep. yeah. So I'm finna like reach out to like my homies. Yeah. And it's like you, my homies. And it's like, I try to like drink about it, but it's like, shit. That's nice. I'm trying to like get back up back here to, up in this game. So yeah. Like, it's, let's uh, make Hillary Clinton president again. What? <laughs> Where did that come from? Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Hillary Clinton? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hillary Clinton, right, right. Hillary Clinton is the last person you want to think about when you're doing stuff like this, Texas. Come on now. Man, all right, all right, all right, boom. All right, so this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build up a female self-esteem. Like, that's all that it is. Like, when every, like, like, like when all the fellas, like, congregate, coagulate, whatever the, you want to call it? Yes. Yes. We start a bit of our self-esteem just so that we'll be able to approach somebody that we can talk to. Are you this right, funny? In re- are you this funny in real life? Um. Yeah. 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 I had to. I, I had to definitely like like bounce back. Right. You feel me? And um. I'm asking and, you. A per- um, you, well, you asked me a personal question. You asked if I was single, and I told you the track. You know, I, so how how old are you, by the way? I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, so you're twenty years younger than me. So you're you're a young guy. 
Man, look, look. You're not married. You're a young, though, you're a young so buck. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm always being in, in like the same position you in. So this is what I text her. I said, can I call you? She was like, it's too loud in here. <laughs> oh, well, she is too loud to have a conversation. So you can text, can't you? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handicapped. Okay, so like, what it is like, 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 what can I text next? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give you the play by play here. You have to do your own thing, man. I'm leading you. I'm leading you, and you're going to have to do your own thing. Okay, I'm not going to give you a play by play. I, I, I swear, bro. Like a motherfucker, then I don't graduated from Simulet to alcohol. So. <laughs> <laughs> I done graduated from similar to alcohol, so it's like, should I tell us? I mean, like, should I be like, so what? You, you I, once again, I, I don't. Let me say, you, you said, what's the next thing? What's the next? She says too loud there. So why don't you tell her to go to a place where it's not so loud, so you can talk, or re, or even talk later tomorrow when when she's in a place where you know it's not so loud. I'm not big into this texting thing constantly, to tell you the truth. I think I think texting is good for like initial contact, but when you know someone, I just uh, uh, yeah, huh? I just, I, I'm, I'm not I'm just not it's not my thing to constantly do that. You know, I think you need to actually talk to someone. All right, so but but but, but it's old. like like if I actually like want to like talk to somebody, it's like I might as well just like watch porn. Yeah, if you you know I. <laughs> You want you want to change the context of the show? You want to make it? What, what am I becoming like? This is like a Playboy show. You want this to be like? I mean, it? are who you? The, I'm, who can you be a player, bro? Like, like, who, who's like. The, uh, <laughs> who's the guy that's in jail now? The fat guy who was in porn. What's his name again? I keep on forgetting. You, what, what, hold on, hold on. Were you talking about Jeremy? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you? Yeah, are Ron you Jeremy. About Mike. Are you, are you Ron Jeremy. About Mike. Ron Jeremy did a show like this, I think, before he went to prison. He might be doing it from prison. That's interesting. You're talking about Mike. Who? Ron Jeremy. Oh, you talking about me? Yeah, come on, Mike. I was talking about Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I'm talking know. about Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, bro? All right. Just to sum up everything, dog. Like we all need somebody that's gonna uplift us. Yeah, absolutely. No, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. That's and fun. it's like you can get any woman. You can get any woman, any female that you want. Uh-huh. Yeah, they call it like tricking. They call it process, whatever the fuck it is. Like whatever the fuck it the is. The modern like, day word is escort. Escort. Ooh, you got money for escort. I, the modern day word is escort. I didn't say I had the money for it. I said that's the modern day word. If you want to talk about that kind of business. I, can't, mm. I like using prostitute and whore for politicians. If you've noticed that about me, I like using that. I like using that dirty like, word for prostitution. So people who actually give companionship, whether it's physical or intellectual, whatever, I like to use the word escort. It's That's like it. I, I fuck with the prostitutes. <laughs> politicians? You mean politicians? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the politicians. Like, okay, boom. Should I call her now? Because she didn't. She didn't even reply to my message. I I I done been blocked so many times. Texas, do me a favor. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. You know, I'm gonna talk. I, I love talking to you about this. Believe me, I love it. I think it's great. I love we went in a different direction here. But you talk to her. You give us updates. You can give me updates on future shows. But I'm going to talk about something else now and let you go. But I want you to talk to her, not to me. I'm you trying to it? be happy, dog. Like 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 straight up, like, like straight up. But I definitely do respect your decision. All right. Well, I, talk to her, not to me. 
right, all right. Unless you're trying to date me. You know, like, what were you? I mean, hey, hey, if I date you, I'm finna create you into like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're welcome to call anytime. I love talking to you. It's great. I really all right, all right. Much <laughs> love, much love, positivity, much love. Okay, there you go. Anyone else who needs personal advice? Anyone else out there who needs uh, advice about relationships? You can call me at one eight hundred. Anyway, um, but no, I, th- I think Texas has a point in that we do strive for for human connections all the time, and some people I think need certain kinds of connections more than others. I really do. I I, I think that's a truth. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I think some people need that companionship in their life more than others. I like Texas left. He's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. What the hell was I talking about before Texas called? Oh, I was talking about Biden. You know, I'd much rather talk to Texas. I think about his personal life because Joe Biden just gets me so pissed off. He just gets me so pissed off. Really does. I mean, it's so obvious what he's doing. It's so obvious what the Democrats are doing. Thank goodness. We have someone like Ron DeSantis who's just speaking truth to power and just really understands what's going on. This is why I hope he runs for president. I really do. I know people in Florida say they don't want to lose him. But by the way, Florida's registrations now, there's like 200 to 250,000 more Republicans than Democrats, which is the largest gap ever of Republicans over Democrats in that state. So DeSantis is going to win the landslide. But even if DeSantis becomes president and leaves, I don't think there'll ever be a Democratic governor, at least not for a very long time in Florida. So I don't think people have to, in Florida, have to worry about a Democrat taking his spot. I think it'll be a Republican. Um, and I think we just need Ron DeSantis as president. We need someone who, who really just speaks honestly. And the only person who I've been hearing in the last two and a half years who speak honestly is, uh, is Ron DeSantis. And it makes me want to live in Florida. It really does. It makes me want to live in Florida. I mean, I was just, I just posted a, I'm just walking back to the movie theater. By the way, tomorrow, if you listen to tomorrow's show, I'll have a review of Bullet Train, the, the short, the uh, Brad Pitt film, Bullet Train. But I was walking back from the movie theater and I couldn't help it. I passed, uh, you know, that store Ross, you know, Ross, they sell like really, well, they, I would say shitty items, but they're, you know, they're not top of the line stuff. It's, but it's cheap. It's cheap. You know, you can get a pair of jeans for 20 bucks. You can get a pair of sneakers for 30 bucks. And I'm passing by the Ross and I look in the window and I see a sign about masks. I'm thinking, why is there still a sign about masks? And this sign says, due to the, we're, we're high, high alert here in San Francisco. We're in the high category of transmission. We recommend you wear a mask. And it didn't say you have to wear a mask in the store, but it said we recommend, you know, but we've known this from the past two and a half years. What follows recommend is must, right? It always happens. What, what follows recommend becomes mandate. And often recommend lasts about eh, a week or two, maybe a month, and then it becomes mandate. And this is what I talk about here. I talk about how the own, and obviously that, that, that sign was put up by the owner of the store, right? Or the person who runs it, most likely the owner, because I would never, as a manager or a worker, I'd never put a sign up unless the owner says it's okay. I mean, the owner gets to decide what the policies are. The owner gets to decide what kind of a sign goes in their window. And then I'm passing, I, I just walk like five blocks up the hill, up what we call Powell Street here, what's called Powell Street, heading up. And I, I look at a uh, a small hotel. It's kind of like a, 
a hotel slash bed and breakfast. It's like a French themed hotel, you know, one of those small boutique hotels, I think they call it. And the sign in their door says, and this is like a sign from like 14, 13 or 14 months ago. It says, if vaccination required to not wear a mask. Now that is a sign that these stores and restaurants in San Francisco put out over a year ago. Over That was the policy over a year ago. Remember the policy went from like, Everyone wears masks to no one wears masks to where you have to wear a mask, you know, the vaccine to where everyone has to wear a mask again, you know, back and forth a hundred times. And they're still displaying for everyone that walks into that hotel, everyone who overpays for that little boutique hotel in, in, in post-apocalyptic San Francisco where nothing's open and it's basically become Detroit, that you have to have a vaccination in order not to wear a mask. So the owner of that hotel, and that's obviously the owner, it's a small little family-owned hotel, privately owned hotel, believes in that because the city doesn't mandate them put that sign up anymore. It's been over a year. So the owner of that hotel wants people to wear masks unless they're vaccinated. The owner of that hotel believes that vaccinations still stop the spread. This is in supposedly high IQ San Francisco. And the owner or manager or whatever of Ross, of a big chain store, wants you to wear masks because we have a high transmission. Still thinking that masks stop the spread of COVID. I'm living in an, a truly insane place. It's an insane place where the people don't realize 99.9% of the country are not doing this anymore. 99.9% of, 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 of countries in this world are not doing this anymore. But they continue to do it here because the people who own these establishments are lunatic lefties. The people who own these establishments don't believe in science. The people who own these establishments believe in voodoo medieval medicine. In a city that's supposed to be some of the smartest people in the world which will show you what a college education gets you these days. Daniel. What's up, Daniel? I'm just wondering when the uh, acne state of emergency is going to be enacted. Which one? What is that? The acne. Oh, the acne. Is, there, is acne yeah. going around? Oh, it's got to be the next state of emergency. I mean, from monkeypox, I mean, we're we're going downhill to the uh, superfluous from there, you know. But um, no, it'll be it'll it'll be it'll be polio. You know, in New York State, they want everyone to get their polio vaccination. No, 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 that's too consequential. Um, That's not the direction this is headed. Right, that's true. No, 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 we've got we've got to have a hangnail. Yeah. Uh, um, emerge, state of emergency is, 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 is <laughs> you led with the right right idea for the, for the show, which is, my God, how did we become so weak? How did the, how did our society, how did us as individuals, how did this generation become so damn weak? We had, as we have talked about before, we pre nineteen fifty, we we, we our, our ancestors um, dealt with. Uh, influenza year in, year out, and it had a IFR, an infection fatality ratio, that was at least 10 times as high as coronavirus, and they never, ever talked about it. It was just part of life. Right. And and they dealt with World War II and World War One and 
my, my God, just look at what our, our society has gone through and, and all the very dramatic ups and downs and very, very arduous things that they have had to deal with, our ancestors had to deal with. And look at what we are, look at what we are crying and moaning about. I mean, this is, this is just, it's pathetic. It is just so pathetic. And you are right when you talk about issues with masculinity. There is a, 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 a masculinity uh, um, shortcoming that uh, that is swept across this country mm-hmm. over the last, I don't know how long it's taken to get as bad as it has, but at least the last 30 years, we've had a devaluing of masculinity, and it is just taking its toll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, men are genetically, evolutionarily programmed to be the ones that take risk in society, they yeah. are the ones that take the, they are the ones that take the hardest jobs. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that take the most dangerous jobs, mm-hmm. and and they and, and and what do we what, what do we have right now? When, when we have, as you said, whining uh, sports ball. <laughs> didn't, didn't you? I, did I know you, how much you love that term, um, sports I know. Ball I want to get to something. You you tweeted something today, I believe, about you saw some woman get slapped. Or hit by a horse. I was, yeah, I was walking. It was just south of uh, Union Square on Stockton Street, and it wasn't a woman. It was a young girl, probably around age twelve, I would guess. Oh, some boy. some homeless guy comes up, walking in the opposite direction from her, and as she passes him by, he turns and slaps her in the in the ass, mm-hmm. and and she fl- fl- turns around like wondering who did it. Well, I saw who did it. It was real crowded. It was Union Square, you know, just off Union Square. And, and, and I just, oh, I just laid into this son of a bitch. It didn't hit him, but I, I was just seconds away from, you know, trying to control my rage. And and, uh, and it was, I was about to blow. And I was about to just lay this son of a bitch out. Well, the, but to me, that. that's strong, courageous masculinity. But many people on the left would say you're that's a toxic masculinity, right? It's a toxic masculinity. No, no, chill out. Chill out. Yeah, so well, you, that's what we need. We need a lot more, lot more of that toxic masculinity in, in right. our society. Right. Um, if, if that's what toxic masculinity is, well, then I say. The idea of toxic masculinity it's like it, it, it stems from like men who abuse women. That's not toxic masculinity. That's a, that's a fucking scumbag. That's toxic pathology. <laughs> that's pa- right. it's, it's pathology. It's criminal activity. Um, yeah. and, and, then, and then they had to. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Well, hold on. North, by the way, did North, who's listening, sent me a message that we can respond to. He said, no, the ass slap is toxic masculinity. I don't agree with that. I think the ass slap is scumbaggery. I don't think it's the ass, the, the ass smack is criminal behavior. It is. It's criminal behavior. Obviously, she's 12 years old, especially. It's not it's toxic a, masculinity, Norse. Jesus no. Christ. It's, right, it's no. criminal behavior. It's sexual assault, North. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. But I think that's what the toxic masculinity and people on the left stem it from. Is when, is, it stems from like men who physically abuse women. But that's not toxic masculinity. That's no. abuse. That's what, is toxic, what is toxic here is that there was probably at least six other men that were around me that probably saw this very same thing happening, and none of them did a damn thing. That's where the toxic. That's where the toxin is in masculinity. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent, and I think what what's happened is we have gotten to the point now where we 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 criticize masculinity, and masculinity can be very good. In fact, in most ways, it is very good. 
you know, when, when, when there's someone who's a fireman who's a man or a, a, a police officer who's a man or a soldier who's a man and they do something courageous, that is, that is positive masculinity. That's incredibly positive masculinity. And, you know, I think we have to start, we have to, we have to applaud that kind of masculinity. And we've gotten to the point now where we decry it all the time. And I think that's the yeah. problem. You remember back in the, uh, in the 90s, the uh, common phrase, man up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't say that anymore. And it was a phrase that men and women used. And it was basically saying, hey, accept your role in society as a male. And that role was to defend women, to defend young people, mm-hmm. to defend the weak. That was that's what that that two word term meant, man up, right. and 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 what do we do now? We throw people in jail, like the guy in the bodega in New York, for def, for defending himself. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, this go woke, go broke, go woke, and you know, just totally destroy your society. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's 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 a problem. But this weakness, this. We can talk masculinity all you want, but there's this weak, there's this snowflake weakness now where we have to feel bad for people who simply don't do their jobs. Like, it, it really bugged me this whole, and we're seeing it a lot now with athletes, right? Where they're like, oh, the, the crowd was mean to me. I was so, I feel, I felt, I didn't feel welcome there. And they're making 10, 12, 15 million dollars a year. And I just, uh, and I, I just don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand people coming to the defense of these people. I don't understand people coming to the defense of these athletes who cry when they fail. Well, they cry when they fail, and yet they fail, and they still make their $10 million a year, where if you and I fail at a job the way they fail at their job, we don't get booed by our boss. We get canned by our boss, and we don't have a salary anymore. Oh, Yeah. yeah I, th- I, th- I think the psychology there is that everybody has this – Everybody, many people have this hope that they're going to fall ass backwards into money in some in some manner. So so we have an athlete and sure it, it took them, you know, a few years to uh, to hone their skills. But 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 nothing like, you know, uh, going to school and working for 20 years to, to hone your skills. And what do you still get paid? Well, you, you still have to keep getting paid 100K, maybe less. And, and here we have somebody that just happened to have a certain talent to, to play baseball, and he's making right. tens of millions of dollars a year. Well, everyone hopes that they can fall ass backwards into money, just like they hope they can win the lotto. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, it, it's it's Stockholm syndrome. They're identifying with their captors. They're identifying. They're trying to identify. They identify with these people who have had it have, have such a luck filled life because. Then that means that that luck filled life is still an up an open opportunity to them. It's still a path to the good life. It's still a path to the American dream. Rather than getting off your ass and working, rather than getting your life in your in order, rather than cleaning up your fucking room and making your bed and paying your bills, these people, they, yeah, they celebrate the lucky. That's what they do because they want to be the lucky. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. They want to. But also, I think. I think the problem is is that, like I said, we've now created a culture where if a man like an athlete like Joey Gallo says, I felt bad, these people made me feel bad, we automatically have to come to their defense because 
they're they're not they're showing their feminine side maybe they're not they're showing that they have feelings you know they feel they're men they're big strong men but they feel and if we deny that feeling if we don't come to their defense something's we're 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 bad we're we're toxic males well you know there's a reason there's a reason why men don't share their feelings much and that is because women use the feelings against them this is what women do. This is men, when they have uh, disputes, they settle it in, in more aggressive ways. Mm-hmm. Women uh, settle their disputes and, and behave aggressively through character assassination. And where do they get their, their ammunition for their character assassination? With their friends, with their female friends. I mean, they can be so freaking cruel. And women talk about this character assassination as the aggressive modus operandi of women all the time. And and that is what they are looking for when they want men to talk about their feelings. They are looking yeah. for ammo because they are going to come back. If you aren't performing in the way they want you to, they are going to come back. And, and, and by the way, Texas, if you're listening here, this is all good dating advice for you, buddy. Um, and they're going to come back and they're going to use this to, to assassinate your character. At some well, don't, 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 don't Women, he's, not, so he's, damn good he's not, he's not listening, by the way. He went to do his business, which is good. I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah. That, that, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying we don't want to, you know, the thing is that the, the, actually Texas brings up a good point in a way is that this whole idea of he's asking me, right? He's asking another guy for advice what to say with the text this woman who he likes and he wants to get her to talk to him, you know, and that right there, I, that's great. I have no problem with that. Right. Be, be, here's here, Texas man up. There, there you go. <laughs> go, go up and say, go what up do you and want? Say te- hello. You want Texas to text her? Get your ass here right now, woman. Is that what you want to do? No, 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 no. Do do what I do. I'm on, I'm on Match.com, but I've yeah, seen well, far yeah. more women walking down the street, and I just stop and I say, "Hello, whoa, whoa yeah. I'm really going on a limb there." Oh, you know, bringing. I just thought of something. I thought of uh, the uh, the the honeymooners. You know, I bring up the honeymooners a lot because I bring up how Ralph Cramden, when when he tried to, you know, he tries to make nice with his with his uh, with his uh, mother-in-law, and he gets mad. And I, I always compare that to me when I want to start out talking nice about someone and they get me so angry like Biden that I start screaming. But another thing about the honeymooners is you could not have that show today because you remember that Ralph would often look at Trixie or look, I'm sorry, look at um, Alice and say, bang, zoom with his fist. Right. In other words, I'm going to hit you. And I'm going to hit you to the moon. Of course, it was stupid. It was it was it was a joke. It was a funny joke. In fact, that was a big, big tagline for Ralph Cramden, right? Bang, zoom. You couldn't do that now. They would say that the show is insinuating spousal abuse and that is funny and okay. That's how crazy things have gotten. Well, you could do it if you were a woman doing it. No, but I'm saying you couldn't do that now with a man doing it. No, no, of course. I know, that's what I'm saying. But, but, of course, if a, of course. but if a woman did it, you oh, could do it now. And it's hilarious. And it would be hilarious. People would laugh. Yes. People would laugh. But, but what's so sad is that the whole, if you watch The Honeymooners enough, you realize that he's a big blowhard and she's always getting the best of him. Exactly. She always knows how to get his go. So it, it, The Honeymooners were like one of the first great feminist shows because she was a very strong woman who didn't take his crap and could give it back to him ten, tenfold. Exactly. That was the, that was the, one of the underlying, uh, underlying and what I should call it, the um, – parallel themes that was going on throughout that entire show right. was that, you know, he, he thinks he's the boss, but as we were talking about before, um, women, uh, they, they may not have the brawn 
uh, uh, that men have, but they have uh, they they have their ways. The evolution has given them their ways to get what they want. And it was of, it, it, it was system. her wits. It was her wits. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's her wit. It, it's it's her gender. It, it's it's that it's that negotiation between genders. It's right. it's you know it's it's the whole shebang. You know, there's right. a lot there's a lot to consider when it comes to 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 men women relationships and the power dynamics there. Um, but that's what they you know that's what they show. Was, was 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 pointing out to people that hey, you you think you, you think you have some idea where the power lies in relationships? You don't. Exactly. Exactly. And we couldn't even get to that point nowadays because it would be stopped simply because of that one gesture of bang zoom. But we know that we know that you couldn't do it on the family now. You can do a lot now with this incredible woke society. And the one thing that really bugs me while we're on this idea of masculinity is the idea of mansplaining. How that became a word now that when a man. When a man, I've seen this on television. I've, I've seen on. Te- I've seen a woman tell a a a, uh, a host who's a man. She said he was mansplaining to her simply because he disagreed with her, and was trying to explain his knowledge on the subject. So now, yeah. when a, when a man disagrees with a woman, that's you can't you can't do that. You can't you can't tell the woman why you disagree with them, or you can't say you know well I think I might be an expert in this area. I might know more than you because of A, B, C, and D. That's called mansplaining. And who who explaining? Where that start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't do your explaining in a committee with everyone sharing their feelings, then it, then apparently it's mansplaining. Um, you, you basically what is what seems to be frowned upon um, is the um, the uh, communication uh, de jour to be frowned upon is people speaking up and saying what they think. Rather than rather than trying to divine what the group thinks, and then trying to weave what you think within what the group thinks, you know, just have you know have some have some testicles and um, say what you think, and let the arguing begin, and understand that hopefully the people that you're arguing with are simply trying to get at the truth, right? And, right. and, and that's where you say that's your, that, that's. That is what the basis of all good communication is, is just saying what you think is true, hoping that others around you are being sincere in what they think is and saying are true, and try to come to some sort of agreement about where the truth is and what you might want to do about that if it's some sort of problem. Agree. But 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 instead we we have a the um the process of communication has become so 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 much more important these days than the objective of communication to the point where the process seems to to, to dominate dominate and dominate sorry entirely the goal of communication which is hopefully to resolve some issue right exactly you know and i I, I can only hope right now that, that Texas gets to resolve his issue. And, you know, this is great. This is like a soap opera now. We can, like, hope for the next episode and see where this is going. This could be like a theme. I think we should have, te- I think we should have te- Texas's, you know, love life as a theme on this show, and he can check in and tell us what's going on. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, you might want to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It gets us, at least it gets us off COVID and masks and vaccines for a while, right? I think anything that does that is is, is probably positive. Um, that, 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 I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to agree with but, you but there. I'm, I'm not, I did want to make one, I did want to make one final point. I want. I, I think I don't think North is is here right now, but yeah. North spoke yesterday 
about about Ukraine, right? And and the you know body bags and mass graves and everything we see on TV. And I, I, I was thinking about this. I'm thinking about people who believe what they see. Okay, basically, a lot of people are in the position that North is in. Don't mean to talk about him while he's not here, but that's the way it goes. But um, a lot of people in the position where they believe what they see on their TV, they believe what their government tells them, and they believe what their media tells them, or at least 99% of what they tell them. Uh, people like you and I aren't like that. And it's, 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 off, it's off of history. We've been lied to, right? Let's look at the Iraq war, right? The Iraq war, we were told for at least the first two years that America was the good guy. If you watched American television, if you watched Canadian television, if you watched British television, you were told that America was the good guy. And we were going in and the Iraqis would love us. And Saddam Hussein was an evil terrorist that had something to do with 9-11, which, of course, he didn't. And that we needed to end his regime and we, we needed to bring democracy to Iraq. Right. That's what the American, that's what the West media, especially media in this country, told us at least for the first two years. Right. And that's why for the first two years, the Iraq war was popular here. George Bush and the Iraq war were popular for two years. In fact, it wasn't popular with me. No, no, I understand. But I'm saying with most Americans, because they were being told by their media that we were the good guys and this was the right thing oh, to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. So but, why um, after, after – But and we know they lied to us. We know they lied yeah. to us about that. They lied to us about weapons of mass destruction, which people believed for two fucking years. Remember, George Bush won re-election in the middle of this whole thing in 2004. So if the media lied to us about that, why would we all of a sudden believe them about what's happening now in Ukraine? Why? Of course we shouldn't. Of course we shouldn't. And, why and do I people like lesson. Why do people like North repeat what they see on TV? Which, when you talk about body bags, when you talk about mass graves, when you talk about Ukraine being the underdog and the good guy, and and Putin being the bad guy, that's all from what you're being told by the politicians and the people on the TV. That's where people like North get all that from. Otherwise, if not for those places, he would not know this is even happening. So when people believe that stuff. After they were just lied to with the Iraq war and lied to more recently with COVID and vaccines and masks, why would you believe what the media is feeding us about Ukraine? You know, maybe maybe people like North are just young. Maybe North is just young. Um, I spent, you know, so many months in 2003 um, in the run up to the invasion of Iraq trying to. I lived in Albuquerque at the time, and there was a big community that was involved in trying to educate people about these claims of West mass weapons of mass destruction. And there was a lot of protests that were going on. And um, I had a homeland security person that was, I don't know if he was assigned to me or what, but he followed me around the town a lot. And, um, and I got to know his white truck that he, that he would um, drive in and it would pop up in my rearview mirror very frequently. Um, when, when, when the Iraq invasion was being talked up, you know, as soon as they brought out one, uh, um, rationale for the invasion, it was shot down by people that were experts. I mean, this Stephen Peltier, when, when, uh, they tried saying that Iraq had gassed their own people, where he got, uh, he, he wrote a New York Times in, uh, um, opinion piece that said, you know, he was the CIA, uh, expert in charge of, of the Iraq, um, area at the time 
and this gassing of the Iraqi people. Well, it's not what the Bush administration is telling us. These people that that were gassed were in a region that was sympathetic to Iran in the Iran-Iraq war. Um, that's the first thing that needed to be known. The second thing was that the those two types of gases that were used, mustard gas and cyanide gas, and I don't remember which one was used in that region, but it was the type that Iran had and not the type Iraq had. And so every time one of these justifications for invading Iraq came up, within days it would be shot down by experts. Right. But nevertheless, our media kept promoting it and promoting it and promoting it. And you're absolutely right. Eighty percent of people at the in March of 2003 were for the invasion of Iraq. Fast forward two years later, those numbers are flipped and and only 20% at that point would have seen the invasion of Iraq as being something positive, something that we, if not least positive, at least something that we had to have done. Because the media flipped. And when the media, the media is the, the media, the people who drive the narrative. And when the media flipped on Iraq, the American people flipped on Iraq. Exactly. Exactly. And we, and we have had a media that is dumb as sin for the last two and a half years, pushing things and ideas and information and facts that they do not have the appropriate filter to handle. Um, these, these are journalists. These are people with no medical background, no infectious disease background, no science background at all. And they're sitting there and they're talking to America as so, though they have a freaking clue what they're right. talking about. So to me, to me, it's the, to me, it's the boy that cried wolf syndrome. When the media lies to us during Iraq, when they lie to us during COVID, this whole Ukraine-Russia thing, they could possibly, I don't believe this is true, they could be possibly telling 100% the truth. But to me, it's the boy that cried wolf syndrome. You lied to me and you lied to me and you lied to me. I'm not going to believe you now. I'm just We've not had the me- the media has been doing that for the last 20 years at least, and what has shifted? We've talked it in the past about what has shifted in the media: the the the, the uh, release of the fairness doctrine, et cetera, et cetera by the FEC, Federal um, Communications Commission, um, it, about. 30 years ago. That really changed things when it comes to media. But there's a number of other factors. The internet, that's really changed all by business dynamics of the media. Um, you know that. You, you were in radio for a long time before the internet came along. Mm-hmm. And and so, so there's much, much has changed about this dynamic. But the, our media, it's, it's broken. It is beyond broken. It is our... I, I hated it when Trump said this, but it, it is. It is the enemy of the people. At the time, I hated to hear that because the fourth estate has been since the inception of this country, has been the defender of the people. And even though it has gone through bad periods of yellow journalism, etc., it's always, always been the defender of the people. Information. But that's no longer true. Our media is corrupt. It is the most corrupt period that it has ever gone through. They sold us the Iraq war. They sold us the housing bubble that took down our economy in 2007 through 2012. That was a long recession. Right now, we are going through another housing bubble that is about to burst, and they haven't said a damn thing about it. We have stocks. We have a stock market that is going to blow up, and they keep pumping up the stocks. They keep yep. pretending as though there's nothing going on there. Yep. 
we have inflation going through the roof and they pretend that there's nothing going on there. We get in, in a recession, they pretend that there's nothing going on there. This, yep. this is the most corrupt media that we have ever, ever had. Right. And, and they will continue to do this to us. They will continue to sell themselves to big businesses to, to promote whatever whatever they need promoted in order to make a buck. Mm -hmm. They will keep doing it until we wise up and say, we're done with this media. We are going to create a new media. This, this capitalism has to do its thing here. This media is a really, really, really poor product. Yes. We need people like yourself stepping up and saying, it's time to create new media. This one has failed. It's not delivering. We need to add value to the media. I agree. On, on Daniel, on that note, I'll let you go because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind down the show. Good night. Thanks, always. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so that's a good wrap. I think Daniel really put together a lot of uh, a lot of different ways we've been lied to by this media. And I'm sorry, but that's it. So I, I can't believe. So when someone says, yeah, but Mike, the, the, the body bags, and but Mike, the mass graves, and but Mike, you know, Ukraine is the, you know, the underdog here. But Mike Zelensky is a hero. But Mike, they're all getting this from the media. They're all getting it from CNN, MSNBC, even Fox to a degree, you know, uh, just like they were all very jingoistic during the Iraq war for the first couple of years. So I can't, I just can't believe it. I can't believe any of it. And if there's some truth to it, I believe it's been, it's bastardized and it's, uh, it's been manipulated and the media always pushes the narrative they want. The, need, the media pushes the narrative they want the public to believe, and the public often follows that. And once again, it's truth with the Iraq war, that the, 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 the American public was for the Iraq war while the media was for it. When the media was against it, they turned, the public turned on it. The media believed in the vaccines, and the media believed in the masks because they were told they worked by the media, so the people believed it. And now they're told Ukraine is the good guy, bad, good guy and Putin's the bad guy, and it's very black and white. There's no shades of gray. You're a Putin lover. You're, you're, you're a Russia lover. If you don't agree with that and the media pushes that narrative and the people believe it. And that's the way it goes. The people believe the narrative big media pushes the way it always has been and the way it will be. And those of us that fight against us will probably be in the minority and people will castigate us and call us conspiracy theorists and cynical. Too bad. Too bad. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice or three times or four times or five times, then the shame is certainly on me. This has been a Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopoli. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you again tomorrow.